Yo guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Catch That. This is your host, Joe Delera. Gonna kind of give you a little bit of a recap. We took a week off. Um, I went on vacation. I was in San Diego and then made a pit stop in Vegas with my girlfriend. So had a really nice time, drank a lot of vino, you know, sheesh. So I did that, you know, as LeBron would say. Uh, you know, went up, went on, went out, went and saw a lot of sunsets at Sunset Cliff. It was it was really, honestly, really, really nice. Um, the weather was a little hot. And I will tell you, I'm going to give you my recommendation right now. If you don't have air conditioning in your house, like, please just get it. San Diego was experiencing like a little bit of a heat wave when we were there. And it wasn't like that hot, but it was like 85 degrees a couple of days. And like, look, I am somebody like I run hot and like any little bit of inconvenience in terms of the heat. And I'm like, Oh man, this is brutal. So with that being said, uh, I would really recommend air conditioning. Like if you don't have it, I think it's a must. Um, even if you live somewhere that you don't think needs it, just like get it anyway, like get a window unit, get something because, you know, like we'd go out, we were trying to go out for dinner a couple of times. And I was like, man, like this place doesn't have air conditioning. Like that's crazy. Like, I feel like whenever it's hot, I want to just eat less. And that's just not what I was trying to do on vacation. You know, might have gained like two pounds. I'll call it muscle. You can call it prosperity, like whatever. Um, and, you know, we, ha- we had a great time. So did that. And then Vegas was honestly sick. Uh, when we got there, they had the Canelo Triple G like walk-ins. That was really cool just to witness um, a little bit. And honestly didn't do a lot of gambling and I did, I did gamble with my life. I put, there's a video out there. I jumped off of the, well, we jumped off of the strat tower, which for perspective is like two times the height of the Washington monument, a little bit taller than the Eiffel tower. It was like, it was pretty crazy, honestly. And I mean, I guess you could say it's like more of a controlled fall, but um, you're hitting speeds like 50 miles an hour. So it was, it was pretty awesome videos on Twitter. If you want to check it out. Uh, and you know, that was fun and just hammered the under there on the Thursday night game. So that was, that was a great pick. That was a lock. And then the chargers backdoor covered that plus four. So I had a little parlay action there too. The thing that I think was interesting and I'm happy to be home about is, well, number one, I missed my dogs. Number two, uh, while I did really like the fact that I could go out and like the games were basically all over, um, when you're on the West coast, what I didn't like is that number one, California is not a legal state yet. Fucking preposterous. Like we're going to have, um, we're gonna have a guest on in the future, Sam, uh, he is going to talk about how, you know, some of the legalization things and, you know, which states are coming, coming and going, uh, which, like which states seem to be close, what some of the ins and outs of it are in terms of promos and, you know, what states are most profitable. So that's Sam McQuillan. And uh, he's, he's a fellow action network writer. Um, but we, we in New Jersey, cause I'm from New Jersey, you really have this great opportunity to have like one of the most flexible book systems really, I think in the world. Um, I would say it's arguably more flexible than in Nevada. Cause when I was in Nevada, I was like, Oh, like, this is great. I can just start betting on my apps to no, you cannot, sir. Um, you have to go and get verified in person at the books to use their app, which is like fine. Sure. But then what I realized is they don't really have the same offerings that I have here in New Jersey. 
So like, obviously you guys know, like I like to bet on a lot of props or I like to bet on, you know, player performance doubles or whatever. And the big thing there was you couldn't really do, like they didn't really have the lines. Like I was going in the, I would go down in the morning uh, and look at the sports book and the sports book didn't really have some of the lines that I wanted in order to do, you know, like an alt K line and, and, and like a money line or something like that, or, or some of the props like really weren't available for NFL even. So I think it's kind of one of those things like, sure, like the sports betting is legal there and it always has been, but it's almost like it's like old sports betting. So it's, it feels a little bit different. Uh, obviously if you're traditional sides, totals better, like whatever, uh, you'll, you'll be fine there. But even then it's a little bit harder to line shop. Uh, you, you pretty much have to go to each place, get verified then maybe you can download the app and then it's questionable whether or not the app's going to want to work. So you know, it, it's definitely something to consider. Uh, and yeah, obviously like if you're, if you're from a non-betting state, I would recommend doing that. So that way, you know, if you want, if you do bet on a future or something like that, then you can kind of take it home with you. And, you know, if it hits, then you have the cash immediately available to you rather than having a paper ticket that you have to either mail in, or, I mean, you can go to Vegas to cash it and that's kind of fun too. So look, what I want to do is I want to touch on a couple things and, one of which is NBA related. What we're going to do is you guys, you guys saw the interview or listened to the interview with uh, Dr. Tom Christ. And we are, I'm going to do a little mini interview on the Twitter machine. We're going to do a little video action about the Robert Williams knee situation. So Tom uh, has generally been focused on fantasy football, but what I want to do is I'm going to pick his brain a little bit about how that injury would affect a guy of Robert Williams size, like in the NBA, like what we could expect in terms of either re-injury risk or whatever. So that's going to be really interesting. And I think it's going to be kind of a different spin on a really interesting off season for Robert Williams. So, uh, you know, time Lord, but I, I bet you he wishes he could go back in time and maybe get the surgery a little bit sooner. Uh, so there's that. And what we'll do is as we get close to the season, we're less than 30 days. I'm going to start really turning these pods into more NBA focused. We'll talk some, we'll talk a little bit more futures. We'll talk some divisions. We'll talk some of my players to watch and guys that I want to be targeting early on in the season. Um, with that in mind, I'm going to start a pivot to NFL here. And we haven't really talked about NFL too much. We obviously had the week one preview, but then I haven't been with you guys since. Like I've been putting out some picks there. You've seen it in the app. But what I wanted to talk about is betting numbers. And like when you get when you get a number early and like what that can mean for what you're doing. So now, you, especially in New Jersey, uh, there's and obviously in other states too, but what I've noticed is a lot of these books, they start opening up like look ahead lines. So you can actually bet on like week four right now, even though we haven't had a single week three game yet. And the thing that I think is interesting about this is there's, it does create, there, it, it can create value. There are ways for it to create value, but it can also backfire. So um, for example, last Thursday night game, the look ahead line on the Chiefs and the Chargers was Chiefs minus two and a half. It wound up hitting as high as Chiefs minus four and a half, and then it closed around four. The only number that the Chiefs covered was the open, like the early, early look ahead line at the minus two and a half. So what I think is interesting about this is it really is creating 
middle opportunities, in my opinion. So uh, it's something you guys have heard uh, Rosenberg Berg on the pod before, but it's something him and I have talked about extensively offline. And it's something that we've also talked to Brandon Anderson of the Action Network about. And Brandon's a big, big proponent of closing line value, which he should be. It means you're, it realistically means that you're on the right side of the line. Um, you're, you were sharp in your bet in your anticipation, but also um, it means that you probably got the best of the number. On the opposite side is I think a lot of times these lines can move dramatically. So that move in that game from the minus two and a half to a plus to a minus four and a half or plus four and a half for the chargers, I thought was significant because you cleared a number of key numbers. You cleared the three, you cleared the four and you got that hook. So it became an even more attractive, in my opinion, uh, if you wanted to tease it up, which I don't generally like to tease. I'd rather take like alt lines or something like that because I think you're buying unnecessary points, but that's a different talk that we can have. And, what it did was it it like the chiefs were obviously a more popular pick there and that can kind of move the line. So, but some, at the end of the day, if you got a minus three or a minus three and a half and it closed at minus four, minus four and a half, you had closing line value, but just because you have closing line value doesn't necessarily mean that your pick is right. So when you, when you get a lot of line movement like that uh, and you're able to then bet say on you know, the other side at another point where you've cleared key numbers, I think that that's significant. So one game that I'm looking at in particular for like almost this exact type of thing is the, uh, is honestly, if we're looking at, we've got the, we've got the bills and the dolphins moving right now. So the bills look, they opened at minus three and a half and they've since moved to minus five and a half. Um, the Dolphins are at home. It's a divisional game. They're a divisional home dog. Tua just went bonkers. Uh, Tua non fans out there. Uh, RIP Terry, you know, love him. Uh, but Terry's been, so one of the things is now you have this number, it's at the five and a half. Um, the, the difference between the three and a half and the five and a half is like, yeah, like there, it, it matters a little bit. Like you want that four, but the five is generally considered a dead point in terms of, numbers spreads whatever it's not a number that we really are landing on but what it's doing is by moving that line there maybe it's, it becomes a better teaser piece so you can get the dolphins at you know if you do a six point teaser you're getting them at say like 11 and a half i think that you could also just you know maybe just get an alternate line of a plus 10 or a plus 10 and a half but it's it, the market has moved on that. Another game that I think is really interesting is also the Steelers and the Browns. So that game has moved and now you're getting this line. It, it actually hit as high as five and a half and now it's being bet back down. So I don't, I think that the six point teaser at the four and a half is like, okay. I think that that's something that you could do if you want to take it above 10, especially under in this game that has such a, such a low score. So the total in this game is as low as 30. So by teasing this total up, I really like, I kind of like the spot more. I don't, I like the Steelers in general here. Tomlin as a divisional dog, like road dog. Um, he's been phenomenal in the spot. And with this type of low total, if I'm teasing this up, we're, we're there's not a lot of points for the Browns to really score that can kind of like mess this up. Um, so that's, 
that's a team that I'm looking for. I like the Steelers. I'm probably honestly going to use them in for the Thursday night game. I'm probably going to use them for that DraftKings seven point promo, where if the if the team either team goes up by seven, you get your money line bet gets paid out already. So the money line in that game, it's uh, on DraftKings. They got a plus one sixty five, which isn't as good as the market, but given the promo, I think it does give you a little bit better value, uh, especially at the seven points, not the ten. Uh, but I want to talk about that promo a little bit more in a minute. So back to the seven point thing. The reason I really like this promo is obviously like you can get an underdog and they can win early. But one of the other things that I like to look at and DraftKings, we'll see if they do it again with the 10 point one, but it's something that I wanted to address now rather than later. One of the things that I like to look at is, okay, well, do I think this team can win outright? And and also, is there a spot where I think this team could get up by 10, even if they did win outright? And what I mean by that is like, there's sometimes like you're betting these teams, like let's let's look at like the Colts Chiefs, for example, this weekend. I really don't think the Colts can win this football game. Uh, they're seven, it's moved to six and a half point dogs. Um, I think that the seven is probably the right play, but I don't like it. It's not a play that I'm interested in at all. The reason you like the seven is because there's a potential for like a backdoor or something like that. I do not think that there's really a circumstance where they can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They just have not looked good. Um, But with that being said, a 10-point lead for them, I think is tough, uh, even against the Chiefs. But the thing that I like about that game, if I were to bet a game like that, is that the total is at about 50. It's moved down. It's got some steam to the under. Uh, It opened at 52. We're seeing pretty much consensus 49 and a half now. But the reason that I like that game is we expect a lot of points. So we expect the Colts score and the Chiefs to score. So there's plenty of opportunity for these teams to like get out to that type of 10 point lead with the amount of points that there are expected to be scored in this game. Um, but I just don't particularly like that spot for the, uh, for the Indianapolis Colts to, to win or, you know, to, to, to really to win, but also for it to be worth it. Another one spot that I do like, and I'm interested in is if we look at the Detroit lions, uh, they're playing the Minnesota Vikings and, Detroit's looked pretty good so far this season. And I what I think here is we really want to look at the fact that on the money line, they're plus 215 as high as that's as high as it goes. But then at DraftKings, you're getting their money line at plus 205. So they're six point dogs, roughly five and a half, depending on the book, to um to the Minnesota Vikings. This game has a total of 53. So we're expecting a lot of points from these two teams. And if we look at the team totals, Minnesota is expected around 30, while uh, whereas Detroit is expected around 23 and a half. That's based on the spread. So I think that we just saw how many points Minnesota gave up to the Philadelphia Eagles. And granted, this off the, the Lions offense is not nearly as good as the Eagles is, but I think that you can see the fact that there's an opportunity to score on this Minnesota defense. And I think that it wouldn't be surprising uh, after it's, this is going to be a short week for Minnesota. The lions are a divisional dog here and you're getting plus 200. 
So for them to go up 10 nothing, you know, maybe they start with the ball first, touchdown quick, even if they give up a field goal on the next one, you're getting the ball back again. So there's a good opportunity for them to do so. So I like I really like that spot and I think the Lions are a team that I would consider betting on the on the 10 point promo if it's made available. Um I don't there's not necessarily another team that I might look for. The one that does stand out for me is the is honestly the Green Bay Packers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks offense has looked absolutely anemic. And while the Packers, you know, like we've seen them, it looked like they were struggling a bit uh in week 1 to kind of get ahead of things against the Vikings. They 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 had an easy time putting up points against the Chicago, against the Chicago Bears. Uh you know, Aaron Rodgers had a couple extra players out there, a couple extra receivers and we really saw that kind of come to come through. Now the thing with the Bucks is they are missing guys, you know, like on their offensive line. And Brady just has not necessarily looked the same. And I'm wondering, one of the things that stood out to me was I'm wondering how he's like feeling physically because on there was a fourth and goal or a third and goal situation in the last game against the New Orleans Saints. And they wound up winning that game, but it was in large part due to, you know, turnovers by Jameis Winston. Uh, It was their offense didn't put together a ton of points on its own. Uh, There was a pick six involved there. And there was a goal to go opportunity on like the one and Brady, who has historically had the most successful play in like all of sports uh, in terms of the efficiency of it is that quarterback sneak and they didn't do it. Um, So I'm wondering if he's 100% or what the situation is, but I think it's something to monitor. Uh, And look, you're getting this Packers team who I think is still good. Um, You're getting them. Like instead of getting the one, like taking a one and a half line, I think there's a two and a half at MGM, which I would be interested in. But other than that, like I think that you're better off just selling the points, taking the money line, and you know there's there should be an opportunity for the Packers to go up by ten, even if you do think, you know maybe the Bucks can win at some point in the game. But I, I like the fact that I like the Packers in general in this game, and the fact that I could get an early payout is something that I really really uh, want to monitor, and it's something that I really want to take advantage of. So there's one prop that I wanted to talk about now for this NFL season. And we normally, we bet a lot of things. Like I like to bet on receptions and rush attempts a lot uh, just because I think that they're easier to project in terms of volume because we can expect a certain amount of plays. We can expect a certain amount of targets. We can expect a certain amount of rushes. uh, And those are things that we can deduce through through looking at pace, uh, looking at time possession, looking at play calling, what or like you know what's being allowed by the other team, and you're not necessarily betting on the performance, rather you're betting on the opportunity. Um, so one of the things that I like about that thought process, though, is certain wide receivers were on certain types of routes, and you know you have these you have certain guys that you know they generally are only running yards or they're only running plays that are like shallow because they're playing you know maybe in the slot or they're considered to be like the deep threat so a couple players that i think are really interesting obviously like these can get really skewed based on the fact that like they don't necessarily have um you know, like they're not getting necessarily the most looks. So like when you're looking at this, you might get a guy that really only gets like maybe two targets a game, which is which is a little bit tougher. Uh, but one player that stood out to me 
and he's a rookie is Chris Olave. So the reason I like him is in week one, we saw his air yards. They, you know, they were, they were around like 12 or so. Um, but then in week two, uh, we saw this spike. And the reason I think this is important is he's, he's being considered, in my opinion, to be the deeper target threat for this Saints team. Like, obviously, you have Michael Thomas, but he ran 84% of the routes. He had a target share of 34%, and his average distance of target was 26.1, and his air yards... Uh, you know, were were significant. He was his average depth of target was twenty five plus yards down the field. Um, he had twelve targets, and look, I I I think this is really interesting here. He had uh, he, he's in this good situation. The Saints like to throw the ball. Winston we know is a gunslinger, and last week his he he had a fifty one yard reception, uh, and that kind of bumped up his yardage, but. Uh, that's what we're looking for here. You only need one pass to go the distance. Last week, his air yards prop or longest reception prop was set at 18 and a half. I think if you can get anything under 20 this week, it's an absolute must bet. Um, look, this game, there it's obviously the Saints are playing like the Saints are obviously playing. The Saints are playing the Carolina Panthers. Um, the total's a little bit lower. But I think that based on the increase in usage and then the fact that he was catching these balls, like he's catching these bombs. And if we really look at this, in terms of air yards per reception, he's averaging 13.5. So he's not really catching short passes. And if we look at air yards, which is just straight up, which is receiving yards, not including yards after the catch, Chris Olave is in like the top 25 in the in the NFL. Um, you know, and Michael Thomas is a little bit ahead of him. He's two yards ahead. He's got 110 uh compared to Olave's 108, but he's getting a lot more targets per game. Like it, Thomas has 17 targets on the season. Olave's got 16, but the majority of those came this week. Uh additionally, if we really look at this in terms of the air yards per reception. Olave's at 13.5. Michael Thomas is at 10. Michael Thomas is often looked at as like a chains mover. Um, he's like the go-to guy, but Olave is a big play threat. And I think that he's somebody that you really need to consider here. He led all receivers for the Saints on five of 13 targets for 80 yards. I know he had a I know he had a turnover, um, but his target share throughout the two weeks is 22%. So this is, I think, a really, really great spot. Um, I think he's somebody that I might want to bet on to score a touchdown in week three, uh, as you know, it's easier to kind of gang up on one particular player, especially if Alvin Kamara is out, uh, that might try to enable the saints to try to stretch the field a little bit more. Uh, and I just think this is too low. I think that based on the way that he's being used, that's just not enough there. Uh, so he had 13 targets out of his 16 just last week. So he's trending up. Uh, he's averaging 15.1 yards per reception. Uh, so I, I really like the spot for him. And we just need one to go over hopefully 18.5 if they give us that same line again. Uh, so like I kind of started this off with this pod, um, I kind of mentioned some of the things that I would want to recommend. And I, I'm going to obviously recommend this prop. 
Uh, and I'm going to recommend following us in the Action app. Uh, you know, I don't talk about it enough, I don't think, but the app's really got everything. One of my favorite things about the app is honestly that at halftime, there's like a halftime counter. So it tells you when, like what, how much time is left of halftime. So you can kind of, if you're trying to figure out like, oh, do I want to watch red, red zone? Do I want to watch this game? Do I have enough time to do this? You can really actually like figure out how much time that you have to do so. Um, besides that really helps tracking your bets. And I think that that's the best way to make sure that you're not only managing your bankroll, but to see which markets you've been success, successful with, which you need to work on, or which maybe you think you need to drop altogether. Uh, and there's certain things where, you know, we can have bad streaks, but if we're trying to experiment with something or try to do something, that can also explain why. So I'm excited for this week. I'm hoping that the Giants can make it a nice 3-0. And producer Corey, we obviously missed you this week, but uh, it'll, it'll be nice to have you back next week. So it was good to be back, everybody. Let's get these bets in. Make sure you opt into those promos and bet on Chris Olave. Let's cash that. And if-